Welcome back to another episode of Vicarious Resilience, where you can learn specific skills to help you face difficult struggles or just daily life. I'm your host, Danette Honish, and I'm a registered clinical counselor. Vicarious Resilience is about learning the skills that have worked for others and trying to use them for ourselves. It's also about sharing what works for us so we can help others. Each individual doesn't need to figure these skills out for themselves. Let's add to each other's toolbox. So welcome, Anne. Uh, I'm really glad that you've made time to do a podcast with me and and uh, go through some of the the difficulties that you've had in your life and some of the strengths that you've uh, brought to overcoming those difficulties. So I'm going to uh, pre-thank you for telling your story and uh, we'll just go through and see what happens. So I understand that you have a, a diagnosis that's called retinitis pigmentosis. Can you tell us a little bit about what that means? Uh, retinitis pigmentosis is a hereditary thing. It's, um, I, you know, it's, it's something that's different for, I think, pretty well everybody that has it. It can be from when I was, I wasn't diagnosed until I was about 17, 18. But um, one of the symptoms is night blindness, and I've always been night blind. Um, so that was an early indication, but I think probably almost 50 years ago, you know, it um, probably wasn't something that um, that they really, I don't know, really were keeping track of, especially since uh, I was uh, I was in foster care. So it um, it it may have been diagnosed earlier under different circumstances. It's hard okay. to know. Yeah. Um, but um, it. But I was also very nearsighted. So, but the RP RP is is the short term. Um, it um, it it's also tunnel vision. Whereas I know being involved with. Um, blind organizations. I know uh, quite a few people who have RP and tunnel vision is part of it. And I was, I also had the tunnel vision as years went by and um, the tunnel vision where you see uh, everything, it's a, it narrows your vision and legally blind, I think is 10%. Uh, so if you, you're vision is down to 10% of what you can see in front of you, you are legally blind. And 10% isn't very much, actually. So, um, no, it's not very much. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Uh, you know, your, your range of vision. And I might have just got those terms a little bit because actually also with sight, it's 20. Um, normal vision is 20 to 20 but legally blind is 2,200. What that means, what a normal person sees at 200 feet, uh, a blind person sees at 20 feet kind of thing. That would be oh, legally okay. blind. That's how, how that works. But, um, but that's the, with me, I was also, like I said, very nearsighted. I wore glasses since I was four, um, 
and never could see very well. So it, right, yeah. And it, so, at what age were you um, were you considered legally blind? Uh, about age around age thirty, um, maybe twenty, somewhere in there. It was nineteen. 80, 89. Um, I think probably I could have been legally blind before that, but I went in and got checked and asked my um, eye specialist, and that's what we came out with because I did drive for a couple of years. Um, I dr drove from about 1979 to 81. Okay. Um, uh, but I, I've always said it was a restricted driver's license. Right. I had to get per, uh, written permission from my um, eye specialist to drive, but I probably should never have had a driver's license. So, right, and yes. I gave I, it up willingly because um, I'd had a few full, close calls, and I, you know, driving was great, but it, um, I didn't want to be responsible for anyone. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and even, and even for myself, right. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, it, it wasn't, I don't think it was that hard for me to give up. It wasn't, it wasn't because that's one of the biggest things giving up something like that when you're, right, um, yeah. yeah. On one hand, it's your freedom, but on the other hand, mm -hmm. there's the anxiety around potentially that's right. hurting somebody and yeah. Yeah. Just being responsible. Right. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, so what have been some of the difficulties that you faced with, uh, with RP? Um, you know, I guess it's been just over the years I've, you know, I've evolved kind of, I mean, I've always been very blessed in that, um, uh, originally I received my first computer that um, with screen reader program in it so that I could use it because I signed up for uh, a course through um, and it was a course that supplied that could pay for the class it was a it was um when you do it you know an online course right yeah. yeah yeah and it was way back in the you know in um, the early uh, it was probably around the year 2000 that I, that I was doing that and it was, but it was all paid for. And then I was, I received a computer and a desktop and this, the program and everything. And, and over the years, I've always been eligible. I've been all, I've always been able to keep going and using my computer and my computer skills to to help to do what I do and right um, yeah. and I was all and also I took one thing I did when I was in high school I took beginners typing 12 I was never very fast at it probably because I didn't see as well as but but it taught me the keyboard yeah so yeah. and so I so I know my keyboard and that's uh, uh so it's like touch typing right so that's that's one of the biggest things I think that one of the best things I did in high school right yes so yeah yeah I, I 
remember taking typing as well and thinking at the time, oh, this is ridiculous. I'm never going to use this. And then I'm so glad now mm -hmm. that I did take it. That's right. Because, um, you know, yeah, you don't have to look at what you're doing. Yeah. And so now there's spell checks, right? And so right, which spell is Spell checks helpful pick for up me. your mistakes. <laughs> and it's not like you have to use whiteout or. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. building yeah. those adaptive skills is, uh, is yeah, that's pretty huge. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you ever, um, do you ever feel like down or feel like, you know, this isn't fair? Why did this happen to me? You know, I probably, you know, I, I think I probably have over the years at times. I mean, I think everybody has their low times and their, you know, but I've always, I've all, you know, I've never considered myself disabled or with a disability or, you know, or handicapped, or whatever. I, um, I always just thought it was something that I had to work out. I, I always took it upon myself to figure things out and get around it and just get on, you know, if I needed to do something, I needed to do it. So figure out how to do it. Um, right. And it, you know, I, yeah. And I, and I guess there were times there's always, you know, I guess everybody has times when things seem impossible or, you know, or even, I guess it was a early on and, you know, before I was, you know, when I, I yeah, I, that was such, well, it feels like such a long time ago. It seems like uh, ancient history, right, but yeah, yeah, I had, I, definitely had my low times and you know just where there were days when it was hard to maybe get going or or you know not, I don't think so much as because I've always I'm a been kind of like a people person in some okay. ways yeah. so I like to be around people so there was you know I I was I've always done volunteer work since I was in high school so just a continuation and I still was doing that as well as and I just did extra things and for oh, other people and yeah so I just I don't think I ever had a period of time where I just felt sorry for myself I just got on with it and it was just and I I don't know it just yeah. yeah well that's great and and how like your perception of of um your situation has everything to do with how you are able to get on with it like never considering yourself disabled you just figure it out like that's just what you have mm -hmm. to do so you just get on with it yeah because um, it's even when i had to change you know as my job situation changed and everything i like i said it just I don't think it ever really, it was like evolving just, just as it, things were just happening as they needed to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so who do you have on, on your side? Like, who do you have, who's your team? Um, well, I think right now at this moment, <clears throat> I have my husband who, um, who's very su supportive of me and, and loves me. We don't, you know, we're, we're not perfect either of us, but 
Really? But, uh, that surprises me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I know he loves me. So, <laughs> so and I also have a, a daughter um, who is now 23. And, you know, it's, she's, you know, my husband, this is actually my husband right now. He's this is my second husband. And um, so my daughter is his stepdaughter and you know and that's evolved over time too it's been a it's been a I don't know it's, like a it's been a challenge at times but sure but yeah. you know it, it seems you know life has its ups and downs that's for sure I mean it, I think for me more than my eyesight it's been my personal life that's been a little bit more ups and downy so oh, okay yeah well, and that's the case with many, many people. So you're certainly not alone in that boat. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so what areas in life do you really thrive in? You know, I like doing for other people. I, I like to be busy. Uh, I like, I, I, I think I enjoy my volunteer work more, you know, even, even while I was working, I was volunteering. I've volunteered for, um, been with the Girl Guides for more as a child and as an old adult for more than 55 years. Um, wow. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, I've been, and now, you know, and, and I don't, sometimes I think I just don't know how to quit because now I, I, in 1994, I became involved with our local um, chapter of the Canadian Council of the Blind, and I have, you know, been involved with them since. And then now the the CCB BCU Con Division president. So it just, you know, it just, it just, it it just evolves over time. The the whole thing and what you get involved in and what you're doing. Because I know I've thought about this a lot. If um, if I wasn't where I am with my site, then I wouldn't be involved with what I, I wouldn't be doing what I do. I, you know, I'd probably still be with Girl Guides because I've been doing that forever. But, yeah. <laughs> but as far as my, you know, with the CNIB and the CCB, my volunteer work or it, it that probably would never have happened. Right. Yeah. And so well, it becomes yeah. really a, a very big um, part of who you are as a person. That's right. Yeah. Just yeah. being, being involved and, you know, and, and yeah, being involved and trusting too, right. It's, um, I must, you know, I must have, it's my faith has been very, especially over the last 10 years has been very, um, taken a big part of who I am as well. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're involved with a church, are you? Yes, yeah, um, yeah, and I and I've been become more involved with the churches. I, I'm actually for our women's group. I um, I'm their um, bookkeeper, so they're they're <laughs> their treasurer. So it's um, right. it's it's you know, and for them to allow me to do that and help me by writing the checks, but I you know keep track of the it's uh, it's it's fulfilling in a way because there, there's so many supports out there. There, you know, through the volunteer work, my friends, my family, my colleagues, my, I've been so very 
you know, blessed and it just, everything's always, it just falls into place. I'm not saying that it's always easy. There are times when I say, oh, I don't want to do this anymore or, you know, something's particularly challenging or feels challenging, but it's just knowing that's in the moment and getting past it and continuing on. I'll be writing a report or something and it's not easy to sometimes write reports but then I'll go back to it and I don't give up with it and then it starts to come it just flows a little bit more easy right I guess, yeah. yeah just not giving up and yeah that's that's a big thing because it's yeah. not like I said, it's not like I sometimes don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when you're, when, because I understand that you're a mentor for other people who are also struggling with, with blindness. And um, when you are giving them some pieces of advice, what are some, some pieces of advice that you would give? Um, I think, I think a, a big part of it is just, you know, knowing that from within ourselves i mean everybody's different too everybody doesn't approach things the same way some people are more down on themselves some people are more up and you know there's all different um capabilities and and thoughts out there and just and just knowing that it's okay and you go from where you are and learn from there and it you know if you're not ready for something that's okay too it doesn't mean that you will never be ready but it and it but it also doesn't mean that you you know that you have to be ready you need to do things as you're able to and not to push too much and because then things seemed earth insurmountable that's the word um and then it you know then you don't want to continue you have to take it a little piece at a time and just build from there right yeah that's um i mean i think that that's great advice actually for anyone who's seeking whatever the whatever the difficulty is is just to take it a little bit at a time and and mm-hmm. that you don't have to have the whole answer right now that it it will come you just kind of keep working mm-hmm. at it a little bit at a time and uh yeah i think that's a great strategy actually you so, know it's funny how things are also interrelated and in life just itself right and with, with different um issues happening in the world or around us or within ourselves it's it's um it's all a piece by piece thing so yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm just sort of going over some of the things that we've talked about. Uh, you definitely, you mentioned a number of times your willingness and openness to evolve as as situations changed, as your situation changed, um, both with your sight and then with your with your job as well as as uh, your sight declined, your jobs changed. Um, and your your openness and to um, build computer skills and and to receive a computer in order to uh, help you help you function like so just building on those adaptive skills to help you um, get get through life 
then you talked about uh, your perspective on life and how you never considered yourself disabled. You just, you just figured it out. This is just who you were and now we're moving forward. Um, you also talked about being a, a people person and that you really enjoy doing things for other people and how volunteering is such a big part of who you are. Being with Girl Guides for 55 years, I mean, that is uh, a pretty big chunk of your life. So you can say you are a guider. <laughs> that, that, yes. is a, that is a definition of who you are, or at least one of the definitions. <laughs> um, having people on your side, your team, uh, your husband and your daughter. Um, but you also mentioned friends and colleagues and, and all the people that you've met through your volunteer work. And um, just being trusting and uh, and having your faith um, and and being involved in your church and finding things in life that are fulfilling. Does that kind of that sound I, like it sums up? I think so. And that's you know sometimes it's funny. I'll I'll walk or and also say. You know, I feel blinder today for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's this more that you, I realize that, you know, I, in familiar spaces, I, you know, I don't, oh, well, I don't say I don't run into the occasional wall or whatever, because I don't use my cane in my house, but I, um, everything just, you know, it's, it's so natural. Like, I don't even think of myself as blind as I'm peeling, you know, making dinner, you know, or whatever I'm doing, I just do it. So, right. <laughs> or figure yeah. out a way to do it. And it takes longer sometimes, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it gets done. <laughs> but it gets done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you very much for, for talking to me and sharing your story with, uh, with every all the all the listeners out there i really appreciate it and i know that it, it takes a lot of courage as well that i it's not something that you mentioned in in um the uh you know the different strengths that you have but courage is definitely part of it because without it you wouldn't be able to go and volunteer and and um and do the things that you're doing so um so good for you for being a, a courageous person as well Thank you, Danette, and thank you for inviting me to speak on your podcast. I um, I feel quite honored and blessed to have this opportunity to share. Oh well, you're you're more than welcome, and uh, I think that our our listeners will be able to take some ideas that you've brought to the table, some some strengths that you use, and they may be able to apply them in their own lives, and uh, that can help other people, and that's what it's all about. So thanks again, and uh, I think we'll sign off at this point. Thank you. Okay, take care, Anne. You too. This brings us to the end of another episode of Vicarious Resilience. If you're enjoying the podcast, go ahead and click subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to contact me about the podcast, or if you live in the White Rock, BC area, and would like to book a counseling session, feel free to email me at danetrcc at gmail.com. Danette is D-A-N-N-E-T-T-E-R-C-C at gmail.com. You can also find me on the Psychology Today website under Find a Therapist or my website, danette.ca. 
All these links are found in the liner notes. I'm your host, Danette Honish. Thanks for listening.